0: Thought Bubble Audio Hi, I'm Kirstie. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate-watch with us.
1: Welcome to our show about the things we love, and the things we hate, and the things we love to hate, and specifically at this time of year, welcome to our show about hate-watching holidays! Is this our first one? Did we do one last week? No, this is our first one. This is our
0: first one. Welcome to Hate Watch Holidays. And oh my god, I can't think of a better way to kick this one the fuck off.
1: I know. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. This treat. It's a treat for Christmas, really. (laughs) It's a Christmas (laughs) treat, is what we have for you today. A treat miss, if you will. But before we do
1: that... Before we do that... It's time for Quarantine Corner update. <laughs> I like the Quarantine Corner started in March. Is like, this will be fun for three weeks.
0: We're all trapped inside of our houses for a temporary amount of time. Let's talk about what we're doing. Oops, now it's a lifestyle. Now it's just a segment in our show forever. Now this is just who we are.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, my Quarantine Corner is that... For reasons unknown, this weekend, Kirstie's daughter has decided she wants to FaceTime me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's true. This has been, like, the biggest development of the week. (laughs) 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 She... (laughs) Uh, She, like, a week ago pulled out some old wrapping paper from a box that has not seen the light of day since last Christmas, yep. and informed me that it was from Aunt Kelsey, and it was, in fact, from Aunt Kelsey. Yeah, correctly. And-
1: <laughs> she's a savant about wrapping paper.
0: Well, you do have a signature wrapping paper every year.
1: I do. I don't disappoint.
0: <laughs> um, and since then, she's, like, Aunt Kelsey is, like, the new hot item in the house. Yeah. Yep. So she FaceTimed Aunt Kelsey three consecutive days. Yep. And um, the other day. And my dog.
1: It's unclear who she wants to see more.
0: <laughs>
1: Which, like, fair.
0: Fair. <laughs> fair. <laughs> She's. Um, tonight, we were building with magnetiles and playing with her cars on her mat. And she pulled up the card that you sent because we've also been sending mail now. Yep. Um, Since we're never going to see each other again. (laughs) Yeah. And um, Kelsey sent a card with a picture of her dog. And so my child was holding up the card and interrogating the dog and saying things like, that's not Sam. That's Sam. No, that's not Sam. That's Sam. So
1: I'll be doing more of that. So.
0: My Rack favorite paper thing? savant, yes. Yep. Dog savant, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> Unclear.
1: My favorite thing about talking on video chat with a two and a half year old who's holding the phone, it's like the particular aesthetic of like being just carried away in places unsteadily <laughs> while you're chasing behind her. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. also being brought places and just placed somewhere <laughs> as if I have context clues uh,
0: yeah you described it as like a horror movie aesthetic and that is it so is. real because it's absolutely like putting you the viewer <laughs> at, in this like place of having no control <laughs> and she has
1: this like grin of like i'm gonna get into something that i'm not supposed to and i'm like where are you taking me
0: it's just like pure chaos and you never know from one minute to the next what's gonna happen yeah yeah she kept putting kelsey down on a pillow next to (laughs) her dinosaur i think i think i got put in a drawer once too (laughs) she did (laughs) did put you in a
1: drawer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's true. <sighs> anyway, yeah. So I that's mean, how it's we spent our weekend of my weekend.
0: <laughs> she also at one point told me that she wanted to talk to Aunt Kelsey Sam and Uncle Danny. Yep. And I cannot remember the last time that Dan came up in conversation as Uncle Danny. Yeah, I know, that's new. <laughs> in our house. <laughs> so the only thing I can figure is much like the wrapping paper imprint. That like she must remember that from the last time we were at your house or something. I know. It's wild. It's wild. Toddler brains should be studied by science more than they are. Yes.
1: <laughs> and also save save phone aunties from drawers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is now a public service announcement <laughs> that all of the phone aunties are in drawers. <laughs> Proceed with caution. <laughs>
1: See, I told you you didn't have to have a quarantine corner. What? I told you you didn't have to have a quarantine corner. Yeah, you
0: were right. I mean, all we did this weekend was be terrorized by our toddler and decorate for Christmas and (coughs) eat Thanksgiving food. Hmm. So I didn't really watch much content. The only content I was going to bring up, only because I'm not sure yet if we're going to do an episode about it, mm-hmm. is that I've been watching Holiday Home Makeover with Mr. Christmas or whatever you should, the fuck it's called. You should bring that up. Um, So it's like a holiday-themed makeover show. I've only watched two episodes so far. And I just have many thoughts and feelings. Like, I don't understand why this guy became known as Mr. Christmas. I think it's, like, the first thing I would really, like, establish. Mm. Okay. Is he old? Is he young? He's, like, middle-aged. Okay. And he has some kind of design firm because he has, like, a bunch of people who work for him. Mm. It's kind of like the home edit where it just, Mm -hmm. like... It's, Uh like, here's this guy and his people who work for him who clearly, like, have more expertise than he does. Yep. And they just show up in people's houses and do whatever the fuck they want, even if it doesn't make much sense. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it's over. Hmm. But basically, his ethos seems to be, like, artificial trees are good. Inflatables are bad. Agree. (laughs) And, like... Christmas peaked in the 1950s mm-hmm. is basically his, like, whole vibe. So he would really like m- my town's decor that I we put he out every would. year that's, like, wooden trains and stuff. In the second episode, he talks a lot about blow molds, which what? are, like, those... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, the They're those, like, plastic figurines of Christmas characters yeah. that, like, light up in the middle. Yeah yep that were like a b- bi- they were like a thing until like the eighties or something, yeah, and then whatever company stopped making them, and now they go for like several hundred dollars because they're like a collector's item, sure who knew, but apparently sure. they are like the peak of like Christmas nostalgia, according to some guy on Netflix who calls himself Mr Christmas <laughs> so take that. <laughs> so t- who likes artificial trees, but not inflatables. I'm not over that. I don't like artificial trees. I don't like inflatables. But I feel like if you are somebody who likes artificial trees, you would tend more towards inflatables. No. Because artificial trees are
1: practical. Inflatables are just tacky.
0: Artificial trees are tacky.
1: They can be, but like really expensive ones...
0: The only good artificial trees I have ever seen are like in stores, and that's because – and I did learn this from Mr. Christmas, so there is that – but that's because those people actually have to spend the time appropriately fluffing the branches. Sure. Which people at home don't do. So if you're not going to do the work, then okay. what's the point of the tree?
1: Okay, but I'm just – you're not, not validating my point. <laughs>
0: that's what I'm saying. Artificial trees are bad. My stance will never change.
1: (laughs) Can I share another thing that's bad while we're on the the Q Corner topic? I can't get into this too much, but... Oh, boy. I got Apple TV+, and I'm here to say that that is definitively the worst interface I have encountered so far, including saying Peacock into my remote.
0: Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, worse than Peacock. Worse than Peacock. Really?
1: The good thing about Apple TV Plus is that it puts a check mark on the episodes you've watched, which okay. is like a plus one point that Peacock does not have. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, the only way to browse content on Apple TV Plus is one page that scrolls, and each show fills the whole screen, and you scroll. And they're in a different order every time. So you have to scroll to find the one you're looking for. And then it tells you to resume the episode that you finished. And you have to go to view more episodes. And then it lands on another screen that also is sometimes a video. So you think it's the episode, but it's just a, like, rotating 10-second clip. And you have to scroll down past that to see the episodes It's genuinely horrible, and then the worst thing (laughs) that I found was that we finished an episode last night, and with three minutes left, it switched to an entirely different show. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Like, like you know on Netflix, if you finish something, it'll come up and say, like, it's starting the next episode? Yeah. It did that.
0: In the middle of a current episode, episode.
1: And it was a totally different show. All right. So, yeah, Apple TV+.
0: Plus. You know, the thing about it is that streaming has been around for, like, a long-ass time now. You know what else
1: has been around for a long-ass time? Like, user experience design. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Even if they couldn't, like, fucking pay someone to do it on their own, there should be enough, like, corporate espionage at this point. It's Apple. Like, get it together. (laughs) It can't, like none of this is new technology this is not like the wild west for ui like it's not
1: cute to not offer me a search function so i have to see everything that you're offering
0: nobody wants that you're not going to trick people into watching content they wouldn't have searched for that way (laughs) i'm
1: never gonna watch for all mankind thank you (laughs) gross anyway
0: yeah while we're on that, because I keep forgetting to bring this up as a quarantine corner, we yeah. will get to the real stuff 15 minutes in, I promise. But yeah. um on Disney Plus, they have some shorts, like the Mater shorts, like Mater from the movie Cars, where sure. they show up. <laughs> totally in, know who that is. Um <laughs> he's a tow truck and his name is Toe Mater. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> My husband just figured that one out this weekend and spent well, a lot of time with well. that. Anyway, so there's like these five-minute shorts that feature <laughs> Mater, and Disney Plus shows each of them in the movies category as an individual movie. So you uh, play sure. one, after five minutes it ends, and you have to go back to the movies menu and pick another one. hmm And I'm like, why wouldn't you put them all together in a queue? So <laughs> Is that this they- not designed for babysitting? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sorry. If I'm letting my child watch TV, it's because I'm not trying to fucking sit next to her and click buttons for a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let alone every five minutes. <laughs> <And> <laughs> she not only loves them, but she likes them to be rewound. And that wouldn't be an issue if they just <laughs> autoplayed to the next one, because mm-hmm. she wouldn't even have time to ask for it to be rewound.
1: How does she know what rewinding is? We don't have VCRs anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, she just says, play it again sure yeah it's basically the same as rewinding isn't it kids these days have it kids so these easy because then you just click at the beginning of the key uh, you know the little time bar
1: yeah and that's I know, sort of like i know rewinding. how it
0: works i'm just saying i didn't know if she understood the function of rewind no she doesn't work. unfortunately have the um benefit of getting to watch her favorite movies in reverse backwards yeah like we mm-hmm. once did uh-huh yeah, yeah. all right I guess we should talk about the content we came here for. Yeah. It's a treat for Christmas. It's a treat for Christmas. It's a Christmas treat. It's treat Hey!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, the two fine holiday films we are here to discuss tonight while Kirsty makes noise... Is <laughs> I'm
0: making so much noise in the recording right
1: now. <laughs> um... Our, held together by the red thread that is our treat dad treat williams
0: (laughs) treat dad (laughs) you know the holidays is really all about spending time with family so i was grateful to have some extra time to spend with treat dad this year
1: i was grateful and yet so alarmed (laughs)
0: I would say the other red thread between these two films is what makes an acceptable holiday hate watch and what makes a dead inside holiday hate watch. I don't know which is which. Wow, really? I think I do, but I don't know. I mean now I'm alarmed. I wasn't alarmed. Now I am.
1: <laughs> well I I I think I take issue with the dead inside piece. <laughs> because these were both so full of life
0: (laughs) well i mean if if we really want to examine the critique then really all like hallmark style holiday films are dead inside right but within that there's a spectrum i would say sure
1: okay so where do you want to begin
0: i think we should maybe begin with a christmas house uh huh. That feels like a an a easy... Christmas
1: house. The Christmas house, house for Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is for house. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Who can say? <laughs> so Christmas house, the Christmas. Oh, we didn't I don't say know. what the
0: second movie we're here to talk about is, which is Christmas on the Square. Yeah, buckle Just, up. We'll get there. Anyway, Christmas house,
1: Christmas house is one of the like big tent pole. Tent pole ooh, that's a hard word for me wow. tonight. Tent pole hallmark. It's the it's the transition into hallmark that gets tough. <laughs>
0: Too many L's.
1: Yeah, the tent pole hallmark. Ooh, <laughs> say it. It's hard.
0: It's the hallmark of the season this year.
1: Okay, that's an easy out. Anyway. <laughs> Yes. Oh. It is one of the big hallmarks. <laughs> there it is. And it is supposedly probably the first hallmark that features a gay couple, correct? Yes. And so that's their big
0: swing this year. Good yes. on Hallmark. They finally let the gays join and they didn't just let the gays in, but they went big and went with gay adoption. Yes.
1: Because you can't get riled up about the gays if they're adopting and
0: doing something
1: good for the world, maybe? It's
0: like, wholesome families, look how relatable the gays are. Yeah. I'm sorry, Christians, but they're here now.
1: I do actually want to explore, like, the discourse on Hallmark's Facebook page related to this. Yes. I feel like I'm curious how much backlash they got
0: i feel like it must have gone almost equally both ways where you had people being like oh my god it's so beautiful and also oh my god i'll never watch hallmark again because gays yeah like i feel like it honestly could have been it does feel like
1: a risk for hallmark though and i'm glad they did it but like they could be abandoning a fair majority. Like, how many networks just pride themselves on no sex?
0: Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I will say that I was... I have been concerned since this was announced last year
1: that uh-huh.
0: Hallmark was going to allow the gays. Um, because I didn't <laughs> trust Hallmark with this one. No. Uh, we can't even trust Hallmark with the straights. So, right. uh. Homer could have done worse. I wasn't mad. Mm -hmm.
1: There's an argument to be made of whether this is better or worse than Happiest Season.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We might save that for another time. Yeah, I cannot wait to watch that one because it's been a while since I've seen Twitter discourse that is, like, this varied.
1: I have a lot of mixed emotions and thoughts, but... Yeah, Hallmark did good by the gays. I think they did well to not embrace every stereotype. Yes. Which I was worried they would do.
0: Yes. It was also, the thing I was worried about them doing is going too aggressive on the look at this family that accepts their gay children mm-hmm. or going too hard on the being gay is a hardship. And let me talk about that. Yep. Kind of thing. Yeah. And the good news is other than the fact that they were a little weird about the adoption stuff, they mostly, and they were only weird about it because they were trying to like milk some emotion.
1: Yeah.
0: In a, and like Hallmark films and Christmas films in general are like, not really a place where you can milk that kind of emotion. Right. Um, but for the most part, the take on their gayness was like, these are also people who have the same boring problems as the straights. Let's move on now.
1: Yeah. Which, like, is there wasn't a fine. big, like, retrospective of, like, a coming out story. Or yeah. A, like, it didn't have to deal with that.
0: No. It, there was actually very little in the way of. Making note of their sexuality other than the fact that the gay son brings his husband home.
1: Yeah. Which is
0: good. That's how it should be.
1: I know. I Frankly, was Frankly, the gays are a
0: little boring. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> the gays, they're just like us.
0: The gays are just like us. Mm-hmm. That's the real Quarantine Corner update.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the plot of this movie is... That there's two brothers. One is in
0: the marriage with the other guy. (laughs) One is the gay brother, and one is the actor brother. So the couple
1: is trying to adopt, basically. That's their deal. And the other brother's an actor who is on a show (laughs) that is called Handsome Justice? (laughs) Handsome Justice. Which is absolutely my favorite thing Hallmark's ever done. And he gets, like, his show gets cancelled, or it's, like, on the verge of getting cancelled, so he's, like, sad about his life. And that's basically his problem. Yes. And he's lonely. And so their parents call them home to their uh, Christmas house, and they
0: all go, like, They'd just drop things and go, which is odd to me. Well, so they the the thing is that their whole childhood, their family had this had what was called in the neighborhood the Christmas house, which was just that they decorated their house for Christmas a lot. A house for And then Christmas. would have the whole neighborhood over for hot chocolate to show off their big house. Yeah. And but they hadn't done it in several years since the boys had grown up and moved out. So the mom calls up out of the blue and is like I don't know, let's just do Christmas House this year. So that's why they go back. Yeah. yeah.
1: So they go back and they get like, roped into the setup for the Christmas House. And the actor brother has this like, long, romantic arc with his, with like, their neighbor, who he used to know in high school, and they used to be magicians together? <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? <laughs>
0: My <laughs> understanding loosely understanding would be a strong word here my impression how about that um was that they did one like high school talent show Mm. not i mean but
1: but he was like into illusions
0: yeah (laughs) i guess
1: like, he was whipping out magic tricks at the Christmas house to yes. woo okay, her. Okay, you're right.
0: They, they, <laughs> You're right. That was canon. Yeah. That he and the girl next door would do magic at the Christmas house every year. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, it, and she has a kid that doesn't
0: really matter much except that he is there a lot. He just, like, pops up all the time. Well, he's, he's I guess, like, the thing that rekindles their
1: romance
0: he rekindles his love of illusions sure (laughs) unclear uh yeah they were really trying to do a lot with the child the children of hallmark as usual they were doing a
1: lot in this movie in general so then there's this whole plot about the parents and how they're secretly like splitting up but they don't want their kids to know and they're putting their house on the market so that's why they want to do the final christmas house
0: Yes. And. But then the actor son finds all this out because (laughs) the girl next door, high school sweetheart chick, like, rolls up when they're getting all of their Christmas stuff out of storage and is like, I just wanted to bring donuts for my favorite clients. Right. Oops, I'm selling your parents' house. They didn't tell you? LOL, LOL, LOL. (laughs) Like you do. (laughs) Like you do. Yeah.
1: And. It doesn't really seem to. It doesn't like phase them all that much. Like he's more upset about selling the house than about his parents impending divorce.
0: Well, because is... he doesn't know until like halfway through the movie. Well, I know I was that just they're skipping actually getting time. divorced because they keep skipping. lying and being like, "Oh, we're downsizing." It's
1: challenging to buy it.
0: <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell for most of the movie if they were getting a divorce or if the mom was dying.
1: I did have that question for a while.
0: It felt like a real toss-up for a while there.
1: Yeah. But then she made comments about how her retired husband had, like, things to do that he liked to do, and she didn't like that because she didn't have things to do.
0: That was wild. (laughs) So, like, Treat Dad has been retired for, like, three years, and the mom apparently just barely retired. And the mom is bitter that Treat Dad goes to yoga. So Uh she spends the whole movie making passive-aggressive comments, and then it turns out... She's like, well, you have a life. And he's like, I'm sorry, I like doing activities. (laughs) Sorry, I like wearing
1: L.L. Bean underwear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then at one point, they have, like, a reconciliation conversation, and they're like, well, I guess we should do more activities together.
1: Right, and then... That's enough to convince them, like, oh, I guess we won't get divorced, but I guess we'll still sell our house. Like, I have questions.
0: Okay, so the thing that rattled me, I'm just going to jump into it since we're on the subject of this bizarre divorce. Yeah. Was was that the thing that reconciles the marriage is they buy a fixer-upper on the Hudson. Yep, yep. And they present this new information to their children, and they're like, it'll be great because it'll give us more opportunities to spend time together. (laughs) And I was like, I'm sorry, are you honestly trying to tell me right now that you're just going to do the a baby will fix it? Yes. For the marriage, except the middle-aged version, which is apparently buying a shitty old house in Upstate? Yes. Like, what? Mm Mm-hmm yep that doesn't work like an hour on the verge of fucking divorce you don't just like buy a fixer upper and go hiking once and then fall back in love
1: yeah like what you already have a functioning house that you both live in and you don't spend enough time together so what makes you think that like
0: a new house will solve that problem a baby never makes it better correct so neither will your shitty house on the hudson i just couldn't even i couldn't even no
1: they had some sort of like nostalgic attachment to the hudson i know that whatever
0: it's not it's not enough then they like do a montage at the end where they're hiking and he's like helping her down a mountain because i guess he's better at hiking than she is which like i have no doubt that treat dad is a very good hiker
1: he seemed, like, a little unsteady in
0: this film. <laughs> I feel like Treat Dad's job as a Hallmark star is just to, like, sometimes smile and sometimes grimace, but always just kind of be there. Yeah. He's just there. <laughs> He's just, like, a steady presence. Yeah.
1: I mean, it was nice to see him.
0: It was nice to see him. And he was so
1: proud to be in the gay hallmark, and I appreciate that.
0: The gay hallmark was a good one for Treat Dad, I think, because it's, like, so deeply his personal brand. Mm -hmm. Like, his personal brand is just hanging out on Twitter and retweeting videos of, like, fake heartwarming people (laughs) dancing or people being nice to animals (laughs) Or people going, volunteering. And then he just retweets all of them and says, bravo.
1: (laughs) It's too real. (laughs) It's
0: like a tweet of a small child singing and he's like bravo and then it's like a tweet of like somebody helping an elephant across the road and it's like bravo and then it's like <laughs> a he, gay like, Hallmark so movie, and it's it like bravo too. yes it's, it- it's so pure <laughs> so pure <laughs> so trite and so pure mm-hmm. um
1: what are my oh Wait, can we also talk about how the actor dad just buys the house from the parents?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And also, they just uncancel his show. Yeah. So the network is like, we canceled your show. And he travels home and is like, I don't know why they're canceling my show, because we've got the best ratings on all the networks, but, you know, fuck me, I guess. And then the whole movie goes by, and he has a Christmas Day meeting, Where they're like, oh, we're not actually going to cancel your show. We're just going to, like, rewrite it or something.
1: Yeah, it was all very, like, COVID times. Let's rescue you with the streaming platform. or I don't know. Yeah, that's
0: that's what I felt like they were trying to do was, like, a commentary somehow.
1: I just can't get over, like. Hallmark does this thing where they just boldly take their fictional properties and just tell you that it is taken seriously and that it's good, and so it is. Yes. They did this with the time travel book, and they're like, this is groundbreaking, and it's cringeworthy. And it looks like a satire of, like...
0: (laughs) Well, so I got the impression that Handsome Justice was intended to be campy, and but that they were making fun of networks somehow for their campy shows.
1: I didn't think they were going that far with it. I thought I was supposed to believe that
0: Handsome Justice was a real thing. I think I would have believed it was intended to be, like, serious television if they hadn't had the cold open where it's, like... A scene from Handsome Justice and it's just pure camp.
1: No, it definitely is. But then the neighbor lady is like, oh, I knew you were meant for great things. Like, yeah, but, like
0: about you could totally see somebody from a small town being impressed that somebody ended up with like a network show, whether or not the show was good. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just I mean, can't get
1: over it. Can't get over it. Handsome Justice.
0: Handsome Justice. I would watch it.
1: Yeah, I'll buy the
0: box set. (laughs) Maybe Handsome Justice was supposed to be a sitcom. They never said.
1: I just don't think Hallmark's that clever.
0: I will say that Handsome Justice felt more clever than the time travel book. Fair. Fair. I thought they were just leaning in. And they called it Handsome Justice. I know. I think if they the weren't best. trying to play, they would not They would have called it something less playful. Okay.
1: <laughs> fine. Elsie is not convinced. Fine. It's
0: fine. But yeah, so then his show gets uncancelled, and he rolls up to this network meeting on Christmas Day, and is like, you know what? I actually decided that the most important thing is family, so enjoy your network meeting. I'm actually going to get back on this train and go back home now. And the network is like, cool, 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 you're an executive producer. Or something. Not actually really (laughs) clear what happens with the show, but we're intended to believe it was a good thing. (laughs) Sure. And he goes home and surprises his parents on Christmas Day with the fact that he bought their house. Yep. So that he can carry on the tradition of the Christmas house. So his realtor can move right on in with him. Basically. It's, like, basically he wants to bone his high school sweetheart in his parents' house and decorate it every year at Christmas. There's some, like, latent... (laughs) something there. (laughs) It's definitely intended to be, like, sweet, and it feels a little Freudian.
1: Can we also talk about, like, the type of person (laughs) who not only decorates their house to an extreme level... On the outside and the inside, but then also invites the town to tour their large home to see yes. their Christmas spectacle. As and yes, has, that's like a must do Christmas
0: event. Must see Christmas activities. Like wow, can you imagine being in that neighborhood? No, I would hate it. Although, isn't that's like a thing that like the suburbs in Ohio do? Isn't it? That's like a thing. That's not really a thing where we're from, but I feel like that's a thing elsewhere. To, like, go to the houses inside? I don't know about going to the houses, but... And see a magic show? I mean, they do that in the South just, like, for kicks and giggles, not even during the holidays, so I feel like it could be a thing elsewhere that we just don't know about.
1: We have, like, holiday home tours that are, like, the Garden Society does it, and then, like, you can go and see, like, the... Whatever the word for foliage is, but Christmas...
0: (laughs) The Christmas foliage?
1: I don't know. What do you call it? I
0: don't
1: know. The greenery? I sure. don't know. But it's not like a programmed Christmas spectacular of lights and
0: magic. It does feel more like something a municipality should be doing and not just like this random couple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I did learn this year, because this year I decided to get into decorating my house for Christmas, because, you know, what the fuck else do we have going on? And I learned while at Lowe's buying lights for the eaves of my house that all of those, like, big displays that are timed to, like, lights and music and shit, you actually just buy them as kits. Yeah, yeah. I thought it, like, I thought we were all supposed to believe it was just people who, like, engineered the shit. But no, you just, like, buy them as, like, a kit with a Wi-Fi receiver, and it does all the shit for you.
1: It's the same as when you buy the big old box of fireworks that's set to do all the things at
0: different times. Yeah, but at least, like, that is fine, because, you know, most people buying fireworks don't have pyrotechnics experience. (laughs) And so no one's in denial about that. I was just shocked... (sighs) Who has experience, like,
1: coding, programming something, I don't know, to play... I thought that's why everybody was
0: going viral. Yeah, maybe, like, the first two. Well, that makes sense to me now. It was just a shock three weeks ago when I was at Lowe's. (laughs) Were you gonna buy one? No! Under (laughs) no circumstances,
1: but... I don't know. I was looking at the... You're, (laughs) like, one projector away
0: okay but i only paid for one of those projectors Mm -hmm. so (laughs) one of them was forced upon me by a neighbor Mm -hmm. um so (laughs) i was looking at like the icicle lights and it was just like right there in front of my face and i was like wow way to shatter the illusion (laughs) wow (laughs) sorry
1: that had to happen
0: to you like, apparently, just any old fucking anyone can have the Christmas house. This feels like the like start
1: of the Christmas house, too. <laughs> Protagonist <laughs> is disillusioned by...
0: <laughs> the Christmas house, too, is actually just, like, a real-life adaptation of the Grinch, except with human characters.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> and Treat Dad is, like, Susie Lou Who.
1: Oh, that's alarming. Okay. <laughs> But, no, it could work because he could, like, fly up on his plane and show you, like, the magic of Christmas from afar. And you could see all the lights everywhere, and then something, something
0: Christmas. It would make Treat Dad so happy if they let him film in a plane. I know. Treat Dad is a pilot, by the way, guys. (laughs) He's
1: an amateur pilot.
0: We've learned a lot about him. He flies over
1: Kiersey's house from time to time. He does
0: occasionally... Fly over my vicinity, I th- believe maybe, probably it's not impossible. I don't know how far planes can fly. It's so... <laughs> a broad statement.
1: <laughs> I think you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other thoughts about the Christmas house for Christmas? Before no, I we... think we
0: have to. I think it's time to face the inevitable. <sighs>
1: So, the second film that we subjected ourselves to this week was one that we heard about last year, and it didn't get released last year for reasons, but all we knew was Dolly Parton Christmas musical spectacular, Treat Dad, featuring Treat Dad, Christine, Christine Bransky, and we were like, kind of thinking it would be a home run? Right?
0: We, it seemed like it really, really should be. Yeah. Um, cause it's like, it's all the things, right? It's Dolly Parton, it's Treat Dad, it's What's Her Face, it's a musical, it's Christmas, like, this is all great things and whatnot.
1: But you know how sometimes things are just too good to be true? (laughs)
0: You know how sometimes you're standing in the aisle at Lowe's and you see the the sound and lights kit for the viral videos of the christmas houses and you suddenly realize that all of viral video culture is just a trick of capitalism? <laughs> That's the betrayal I felt watching Christmas on the square.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The only thing we could equate it to when we watched this was when we watched the bad Sam Hewen movie that we stand by being bad, despite getting one-star reviews for hating it. And and that was the last time we ever felt so betrayed, and this was a similar
0: feeling. Yeah, it's like, because it's like, hate watches are supposed to be fun. And when movies have like wild elements it's supposed to be exciting because it's like novel and fun and silly and dumb and so dumb and that is supposed to be a joyful experience mm-hmm. just reveling in the absurdity yeah and instead what we got was the bones of all of that and like christmas drudgery
1: Yeah, like this movie peaked in the first five minutes. So, like, if you need a taste of it, that's like the only thing I recommend. Yes, agreed. The absolute chaos of the first five minutes, which is some sort of musical number. The set piece is like, possibly they took over an abandoned mall and just built it there.
0: You know how in California the malls are all outside somehow. Yeah. It was like that. Yeah. Except they piped in some fake snow.
1: Yeah. Um, you see Dolly Parton as Old Crone and that's important and then you get immediately a song about fertility (laughs) and then right about there, that's it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's about the end of it. Yeah. And it's a big fat hairy bummer. I know. Because it I mean I we should have seen it in retrospect like we should have seen it coming because it does open so aggressively. Yeah. Like I told Kelsey in all seriousness that I felt like I was being assaulted because it was all just coming at me so fast. Yes. There were like ballet dancers and hip hop dancers and fertility treatments. And, like, they were less subtle about the fact that this couple's having fertility problems in the first ten seconds of their couple song than the gay Hallmark movie was about gay adoption in the entire hour and a half run of the movie. Yep, yep, yep. Take that for what you will.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think I was alarmed by, like, the overwhelming Christianity attack. Yes. It didn't feel like Netflix's vibe. I don't know if Netflix has a vibe, and maybe that's part of the problem, but, like, I wasn't ready.
0: I think, like, I think the issue is not that it was overwhelmingly Christian, because we've been attacked by a few of those before. Like, what was A Shoe Lover's Christmas or some shit?
1: Yeah, but Pastor Christian was not a character in yeah, the Shoe Lover's Christmas. That was,
0: like, a scene at the very end where it's like, oh, one of the Candaces is a born-again Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, here you go. This was like, we're gonna scold you about the religious aspects of Christmas, but you thought you were coming here for a goofy Christmas movie. yeah. And I wasn't, I mean, in retrospect, maybe we should have seen it coming. I don't totally know a lot about Dolly Parton, but it seems like it would track if she was religious-leaning.
1: Yeah, I don't know enough either,
0: but... So maybe I should have seen that coming. But it just was, like, not demographically what I personally was ready for. No. No, thank (laughs) you.
1: Though, Treat Dad singing was
0: something. I wish we had gotten so much more of Treat Dad singing. I agree. The thing that's beautiful about Treat Dad singing is that Treat Dad just rolls up and sings like this is like his own personal Broadway revival. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) And then, so he's got these, like, few numbers, and then he has one number where his whole job is to charge (laughs) up and down the aisles of a church and scream sing. And that's the energy I want Treat Dad. (laughs) To bring into my life, if this movie gave us anything,
1: it is the absolute undeniable knowledge. Yes, yes. That treat dad is ready to join Mama Mia three.
0: I don't know what we need to do to get Sophie to have a fourth dad, <laughs> but but treat dad is that dad. Yes. Can you imagine, like he and? Pierce Brosnan scream singing anything together like
1: it would can, be groundbreaking
0: can we get one or both of them on cameo <laughs> <laughs> and request this somehow <laughs> I don't know how Pierce cameo Brosnan works is
1: on cameo
0: <laughs> I don't know how cameo works it just seems like this is a thing I should be able to pay someone to do
1: oh my god <laughs> yeah I do want them to sing any ABBA song together uh. I also think there's a place for him in the Eurovision sequel. Yes. Where he could be buddies with, like, Pierce's dad.
0: He would be, like, a really good uncle. Yeah, he's
1: got, like, the wardrobe to fit in in Iceland pretty well.
0: Yes. Yeah, he's already covered in the L.L. Bean. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine, though, Treat Dad trying to do an accent? No, that's what I was just thinking. (laughs) It would be bad. Maybe Treat Dad is, like, the expat. Ooh. Who moved away from the small Icelandic town
1: after his wife bought a fixer upper in the
0: Hudson Valley? After his, so his wife bought the fixer upper on the Hudson,
1: uh-huh.
0: and he re, he expatriated and lost his accent,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but not his love for Eurovision.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. Done. Netflix, you can call us about that movie. <laughs> I don't know why Netflix isn't calling us for more spec scripts, because I just think we have a lot to offer.
1: What did I write this week that was perfect
0: and it was done? I've written like four in the last two weeks and didn't actually make notes on any of them, and it's such a lost culture and society. I know. Um, can I tell you my other hot take? Yeah, please. I... I w- Was debating whether or not to bring this up here, because I don't want it to spoil the Thought Bubble Audio holiday special, which is forthcoming. Yeah. But I think instead what I'm going to do is say it in both episodes. So, here's the thing. Christmas on the Square sucked, and it, like, sucked the life out of us. And I, as with most bad hate watches, wanted to interrogate why. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in the middle of watching this film, because Kelsey and I were so excited about this Christmas Spectacular that we, like, planned it out several days in advance and we, like, yep. synced it, and it's, which is, like, a big deal these days. And then it sucked. And in the middle, Kelsey was like, this just reminds me that the Princess Switch movie Slap. Yes. And that, I think... That stuck with me for days. And then I went back and re-watched oh, the Princess Switch films again. Yeah. In preparation for the Thought Bubble Audio special, Don't Get It Twisted. Spoilers. 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 <laughs> and I cause I was like, they do fucking slap. And I think like the main things of it are that the Princess Switch movies are extremely self-aware. They are extremely, like, playful and joyful and, like, don't take themselves seriously, which we have always said is, like, an important thing in a hallmark. Yep. And they are earnest in the sense that they have a heart of gold, but because they have, like, a little sense of irony and a little sense of humor and all of that self-awareness, they're not, like, weird about it, right? Right. Right. But then this movie was trying to be earnest, but it had no sense of joy. It had zero self-awareness. Mm-mm. And so it just felt like I was being, like, personally persecuted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I All I wanted to do was, like, have a Christmas spectacular. And it wasn't. It wasn't. It was so empty. Yeah. You're right. So. No notes. (laughs) Yeah. That's that. I just think like they, you can't be earnest and not have any other emotional hooks in there. I think Christianity was an emotional hook that just didn't hook us. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe somebody else would have more fun with it.
1: Except that it, was, it wasn't it was even, like... It wasn't fun. It was just
0: preachy. Yeah. It, I don't even know that it felt preachy. It just felt scoldy. Because I didn't feel like it taught me anything, either. Like, it didn't feel like it came no. there to soften me up or, like, win hearts and minds. I felt like it was just, like, here's this terrible person, and now we're gonna put her on fucking blast for making life choices at prom one time right i know you wanted 10 musical numbers about putting babies up for adoption after teen pregnancy (laughs) nope sure didn't (laughs) and like yeah that's actually what the whole movie is about and it is awkward yeah yeah
1: i deeply hated it deeply
0: deeply so deeply. I don't
1: know that I've hated a Christmas movie more.
0: I don't know that I've hated any other hate watch we've encountered more. Wow! Since since the Sam-Gate. star one, star <laughs> when star uh, when star a Christmas for star <laughs> <laughs> a Christmas for stars. <laughs>
1: For one stars.
0: <laughs> when stardust fades, it's got
1: stardust in there, doesn't it? I don't
0: know. Hold on. You're the one who bought it. Sam Human star <laughs> movie. I
1: forgot you bought it.
0: I did too. Oh no. God, talk about betrayal. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> You're like, this is something I'm going to go back to time and time again. Just I you know, I bought it because I
0: I thought there was a chance. <laughs> when Starlight ends. Yeah. That's the one. Sure. When you Google him, his height comes up like right away. And even though I know how tall he is, I get a new <laughs> thrill every time I see that 6'3 <laughs> pop up in the Google
1: result. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so busted <laughs> <laughs> that's, I bet if you google it'll come up for you too because it comes up on like the little sidebar with the picture of his face oh well that's not the
1: same as in the bar I thought it was like in the top thing
0: oh no 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 no!
1: Oh, just okay. like when you hit search
0: <laughs> I'm really but glad also it. <laughs> any other time I put in a male actor's name height does autofill so yeah, my know. google is busted and it's a fair critique
1: I remembered what um, fake movie I made up this week. Ooh, tell me. Needs to be purchased. Mamma Mia Christmas Special. <gasps> That's right!
0: That was a a good one. That would be fucking lit. Right? We were yes. thinking
1: about, like, the boats in Mama Mia 2 and how they have all the flags on them, except yes. it's Christmas lights and shit. Yes.
0: And they'd be Dancing bringing people Queen. to the island for, like, a Christmas-themed getaway weekend and that's how they're gonna like make money mm-hmm.
1: and the dancing queen march can happen but they're holding like tinsel
0: as Ooh, they walk down yes. <laughs> yes instead of feather boa <laughs> yes i, I just suppose think the only problem is that abba doesn't have christmas songs
1: but they had that happy new year song that i found oh that is true yes so it could be a new year's themed that's fine it's still holiday
0: SOS could be about. A holiday. (laughs) SOS can be about trying to do decorations and it's going poorly, and And now tree dad is there. Tree dad's (laughs) there, and they're trying to remember why they ever fucking liked doing Christmas.
1: Yep. Yep. The winner takes it all. Could be the winner of the Christmas house.
0: Oh yeah. (laughs) Yep. I
1: mean, this is in the bag. It's so easy. It's
0: so easy.
1: That's why I don't understand like why why did Netflix buy Christmas on the Square? And why was it so bad? It's so easy to not be bad. It shouldn't have been bad.
0: No. I don't know why it was so terrible.
1: <laughs> we do need to address one thing, Kirsty. I almost forgot yet again. Uh oh. Angels fly because they take themselves (laughs) lightly. Angels fly
0: because they take themselves lightly. Now, the thing I can't figure out about that line is that a line that Dolly Parton wrote and just thought was clever? Or is that a line that, like, means something to some people somewhere? You know know what I mean? Does that mean something? Angels fly because they take themselves lightly? Like, what? I don't know what that means.
1: (laughs) Oh, I got to the part where we were just shouting, (laughs) (laughs) it's black. It turned
0: out to be a really useful comeback at various points.
1: (laughs) There's also a part at the end where the couple who has been trying to get pregnant and can't... Oh,
0: God. This was so <laughs> has, like, alarming. their
1: seventh song about fertility issues, and then Dolly Parton just magically conceives a child for them. Yes.
0: And I hated that the most. <laughs> and it seems like the female character may have been aware that that happened. Yeah. Like she, she had an experience of some sort. Yeah, there was, like, a moment afterwards where, like after Christine Berinsky figures out that she's that guy's mother and they're having a bonding moment and something about children comes up and someone's like well it won't be much longer or some shit and they all like look knowingly at her stomach kind of (laughs) it was fucking weird yeah it was there's so much we didn't even get into this (laughs) film itself
1: (laughs) I have I just read, are they getting mother-child married somehow?
0: <laughs> yeah. There's a scene at the end after she reveals that she's his mother where she's wearing a white dress. In a church. In a church. And he he holds her hand and walks her up the aisle to the altar. and And it's a long walk up the altar. And it just felt like there was so much symbolism and I'm sure it had something to do with her not being a bad person anymore (laughs) or something but it really just felt like they were getting married
1: yeah I mean the takeaway here is like we did as much as we could with what we had
0: (laughs) yes the thing that haunted me the most about this movie and we didn't have time to get into any of this but it's like the more practical stuff like they had like, so I sent you that meme, which is like the coach from Glee saying, I'm going to create an environment that's so toxic, Yeah. except it was for this movie and it said, like, I'm going to create a town that employs so many people or something, an environment that employs so many people or something. Yeah. The biggest reason that that was funny, to me personally, is because this whole film is so, like, physically empty. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all these fucking dancers in this weird mall. <laughs> But there's no feeling that this, like, was it a town? Was it intended to be a mall? Do people live there? Do, like... (laughs) It looks like the Grinch, like, town. It does. And it's bought out by a mall that wants to develop a mall there. So I thought it was possible that it was intended to be a mall. But where were the shoppers at the mall? Is that who the dancers were supposed to be? Because there were, like, ten of them. I don't know! There was just this, like, empty feeling, like, one of the walls of the set could just fall over at any given time. Yeah. It was, in terms of world building, they didn't get me there. No.
1: It, it definitely had a vibe of, like, old-timey musicals for made-for-TV.
0: But, like, busted. Yeah haunted and busted we also do have
1: a psa for writers of the world which is as far as we're aware people don't own towns
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is a trope that i would really like first of all somebody to explain to me the origins of and second of all to dispel the mythology of which is that one does not typically own a town
1: yeah. I'm this not saying never a, happened. This is not just a Christmas on the Square problem. This is, like, a thing that's come up.
0: Yeah, the only... It's popped up a lot, and the only place I'll accept it is Shit's Creek.
1: Yeah. And it's only because it's, like, a vague place between Canada and America. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, and because they, like, made a point in the show of making it seem dumb and ridiculous and yeah. not actually playing it as if... That is a common form of governance. Right. <laughs> it's it's something else. Also, how do you sell an entire town to a developer?
1: I I couldn't understand whether she was selling the whole town or whether she was just selling the businesses on the square that she owned as, like, property, like a normal person.
0: But then was the square, like, Main Street or was it yeah. a mall? I don't know! It was like Sesame Street. It
1: was ridiculous.
0: (laughs) None of it made sense. None of it made any sense at all. Because then, like, one of the people, one of the business owners had also been the mayor of the town. But then also, like, this woman's father had been the mayor of the town, and she was maybe now mayor and also owner. Of the town, yeah, because
1: there was no other clear mayor. But then also, the pastor was like the cult leader in the town. It was
0: definitely a cult. See, it was <laughs> the whole. This was the other hot take I had forgotten to write down, but I'm glad it, we circled back to it. The only way in which I can accept that it is a town with the governing structure presented by the film in canon is if it is a cult town. Yeah. Which there are examples of this, like the town from Wild Wild Country. Or there was another town somewhere that was also bought by a cult. So they buy the town, and now they run the town, and there are no residents of the town because they bought all their houses by eminent domain and kicked them all out. Mm -hmm. And so now the mayor cult leader wants to sell the town to a mall, I guess. But Pastor Christian is throwing (laughs) a coup to become the new cult leader. This is the only canon in which I can accept the events of this film. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> none of the people seemed like real humans. No. No. Was, no.
0: None of it was none of it was
1: acceptable.
0: Also none of the stories felt like human stories. Like there was nothing it should have because all these people were losing their businesses and their livelihood and there was something there about tradition and Legacies it's a lot of and like
1: accidentally relatable content that fucking failed,
0: failed. But not a single, like not a single aspect of it feels legitimate. There's like this whole thing where she gets pregnant at the prom, and then her dad forces her to give the baby up for adoption, and then it turns out we were actually supposed to be sympathetic for the dad about it because yeah. the dad was trying to do the right thing, and it turns out that that was nice. Yeah. Like, they try to play that, like, that's heartwarming. It's not. It's not. By the way. And then, like, in the midst of all of this, the climax is that they low key kill a little girl. Yeah. And it's intended to be, like, a moment of, like, life lessons. Mm hmm. For people, and we're just supposed to be, like, totally cool with the fact that they just, like, in cold blood, like, (laughs) low-key murder the small child in a car accident. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Because they, like, don't, they're weird about it all. They don't build any of the emotional stakes correctly, so you don't... Yeah, the whole thing is
1: absolutely weird.
0: It's so bizarre. It's so uncomfortable. Don't watch it. Please don't. Don't be fooled. Learn from our mistakes. It's not fun. It's not. And I don't know, like,
1: did Dolly Parton people like this? Like, I know of a lot of them.
0: I have no idea. I just don't know. I don't know. It's all alarming.
1: It's all
0: alarming. It's deeply alarming. And it's not fun.
1: No, I'm just, I just opened a New York Times review that suggests that it's campy. And I disagree.
0: I feel like camp is supposed to be joyful. Right. I think camp is supposed to be fun. This wasn't fun. That's the thing that, like, kills me about it. It's like nothing about it was fun. Right. There's a review from The Thrillist that I think is more in line with where we are with this that just says, Dolly Parton's Netflix Christmas special is almost incomprehensible. That sounds right. And I think that's where we're at. Yes. I broke everything. It's fine. Uh Uh-oh. It's fine.
1: (sighs) I mean, and at the end of the day, like, I didn't see Treat Dad do enough dance moves. I didn't get to hear him do enough songs. And that's the only reason why I came here.
0: Yes. So, yeah, just don't bother. So just don't bother. You're not going to get what you came here for. It's just going to be uncomfortable. (laughs) Yes. I do feel like... There were, what, like, 80-some-odd Christmas movies released this year? hmm I saw that count on some review. And I do feel like we were owed more. Yes. <coughs> we were. Not in quantity, but, like, we were owed better. How
1: about yes. that? Yes. Especially because this one was not made in the bubble. Like, there's no excuses. That's
0: true. I thought it was because it felt like a bubble film. Like, yeah. a, the Christmas house had that very uncanny bubble feeling to it. Mm-hmm. Where, like, everything about it was just, like, a wee bit off. Like, the sound yeah. leveling was definitely done remote somewhere. Like, that was a little yeah iffy. Yeah. Um, There were not nearly enough extras. Like, there's just all the stuff that kind of adds up to feel a little uncanny. And this had that feeling, like, I thought for sure that that's why the set was the way that it was. No. No, they intended to make this film. Yep.
1: (laughs) They intended (laughs) to make this film. (laughs) Full (laughs) stop. That's our review. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Anyway, we will be doing, like, at least three to four more Christmas episodes in the next month or so.
0: Yeah. So get super hype. We're still weeding through a lot of Christmas content. I think this year we're going to watch more content than we're going to talk about for maybe the first time ever.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: We're trying to find the good shit. We're trying to bring you the best of the best, because we've all watched a lot of Hallmarks at this point.
1: Yeah. Like, we'll still do Christmas in Evergreen 4 or whatever it is, but... Obviously. You know. Christmas in Evergreen knows what they're fucking doing.
0: They know what they're doing. Are we going to talk about a Cranberry Christmas? Maybe not. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We should know that if Hallmark releases it in October, it's just not No, it's not good. Am I glad that I watched
0: Cranberry Christmas?
1: Well, yeah. Sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but boy. this year, we have enough content that we don't have to bring you an episode about every film that made us feel that way. Yeah. So get hype.
1: So this has been your treat for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, more to come. If you want us to watch anything... This is your last opportunity, I think, to request yeah, Christmas content. We had one request that we are fulfilling for mm-hmm. the holiday, so get excited about that. Or concerned, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, please, you can tweet to us at us, or leave us a five-star review with your request on Apple Podcasts. Or you can send us an email to hatewatchwithus at gmail.com. And if you just want to see other Hate Watch Holidays content from previous years, you can go to hatewatchwithus.com to find those.
0: Why are you making that face? I'm sending you an excerpt, <laughs> and while I do that, I guess I'll tell you about the Thought Bubble Audio Network, because you didn't do that part right, yet, right? Not yet! Um, so we're members of the Thought Bubble Audio Network, and they have other shows that I don't think focus on Christmas. So if you're getting some Christmas burnout, <laughs> that was the correct reaction. But <laughs> um, if you're getting some Christmas burnout, you can turn to the Thought Bubble Audio Network. They um, are at ThoughtbubbleFM on Twitter, thoughtbubbleaudio.com, thoughtbubbleaudio at gmail.com, and you can find them on Patreon by searching Thoughtbubble Audio, and that pays for our server. So please do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, we're going to
1: go watch some more Christmas content. And we will see you next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye.